so continuing with this book regarding the conditions of La ilaha illallah, the conditions of the testification of Tawheed, the evidences for those conditions, we already spoke about the first of those which was knowledge. Having knowledge which is the opposite of ignorance. And having knowledge, that's something that is generally spoken about in the religion in any case. Seeking knowledge of the affairs of the religion, seeking knowledge of how to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the different acts of worship, the different ways to demonstrate your obedience to Allah. Then having knowledge of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, that's something which is uh, uh, indicated in the evidences as a whole, generally speaking, anyway. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Qur'an that the people who have knowledge, then they are better than the ones who do not have knowledge. The ones who are ignorant and they don't make any effort to seek knowledge of their religion and they don't have any understanding of how to worship Allah properly, what the sunnah is, what they are supposed to do, what they are not supposed to do. Then the individuals who do have that knowledge, then they are greater and better in rank than the ones who do not. Are they equal the ones who know and the ones who don't know Allah mentioned in the Qur'an? And clearly the answer is that they are not. They are not equal. The ones who have knowledge and the ones who strive and they put the effort into that to seek understanding of their religion and who their creator is, then they are better than the ones who are upon ignorance. And that's why you seek from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from that state of being in ignorance. In every raka'ah that you pray, when you say, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الضَّالِّينَ That guide us to the straight path, the path of those whom you have blessed, not those whom your anger is upon or those who went astray. How did they go astray, the ones who went astray? Or what is their description? Their description is that they used to try to worship Allah upon ignorance. They used to try to worship Allah without knowing how to worship Allah. Upon ignorance. And as a consequence, they went astray. They went astray and they became misguided as a consequence of not knowing how to worship Allah. Meaning they tried to act without knowledge. And we know that the principle is Al-ilmu qabla al-qawli wal-amal. Knowledge comes before statements and actions. So the first of these conditions that we spoke about was the condition of knowledge. Having knowledge and understanding of La ilaha illallah, its meaning, believing in it, acting upon it, and stating it upon the tongue. Al-shart al-thani, the second condition, Al-yaqeen, وَهُوَ كَمَالُ الْعِلْمِ بِهَا الْمُنَافِي لِلشَّكِّ وَالْرَيْبِ It is to have absolute certainty. To have certainty in this shahada, which indicates the perfection of your knowledge regarding it, and the perfection and the completion of your knowledge regarding this shahada, and the certainty that you have, will negate any doubts that you may have. 
any doubts that may occur, any doubts that the shaitan may come and whisper. So an individual, he has absolute certainty in this shahada. He has absolute certainty in the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with that absolute certainty, that completion of his knowledge, the correctness of his knowledge and the depth of his knowledge, then he is able to negate or remove any doubts that may come his way regarding that. Regarding that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Hujarat, ayah number 15, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَرْتَابُوا وَجَاهَدُوا بِأَمْوَالِهِمْ وَأَنفُسِهِمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الصَّادِقُونَ The evidence that this certainty is a condition of the shahada is the statement of Allah, the meaning of which is that indeed the true or truly the believers are those who believe in Allah, they have the iman in Allah, and they have the iman in His Messenger, ثُمَّ لَمْ يَرْتَابُوا Then, they do not have any doubts. They don't have any doubts or uncertainties. But rather, once they have put forth their iman in Allah and His Messenger, then they have certainty upon that. They have certainty upon the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the revelation and the sunnah of the Prophet they have certainty upon all of that. No doubts come upon them. And this is what the ayah says, that the believers are indeed those who believe they have iman in Allah and His Messenger and then they don't have any doubt after that. They don't have any uncertainties after that. And this is important because so many people out there or there are people out there, and may Allah guide them. May Allah guide them and make them firm upon this religion. But they say, they say, we have this religion of Islam, and we have these evidences in the Quran and the Sunnah, and we practice them to the best of our ability, but who knows? On the Day of Judgment, we will find out if this was right or not. Who knows? Maybe the other religions are right. Some people, they have the doubts to this level. The shaitan has come and whispered to them to this level that they make these types of statements. That who knows, maybe on the day of judgment we'll find out, maybe if you were right, maybe if you were wrong. And that is completely impermissible to have this type of thought. Rather a person is upon certainty that he is upon the truth. This religion of Islam is the truth. It is the religion that was revealed as the final revelation that overcomes all of the other revelations. وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِي غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, whoever, whoever desires a religion other than Islam, then it will not be accepted from him. Whoever desires a religion other than Islam, then it will not be accepted from him. In another ayah, إِنَّ الدِّينَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ الْإِسْلَامِ Indeed, the religion with Allah is Islam. In another ayah, Inna Allah astafalakumuddin, that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for you this religion. This religion has been chosen, it is the overcoming or the overwhelming religion over the previous revelations. 
And there should be no doubt in it whatsoever. So if a person does ever begin to doubt, or some whispers they come to him, then it is upon him to seek refuge in Allah from these whispers. To seek refuge in Allah from the whispers of the shaitan. When he comes and whispers these types of thoughts, the reality is that this is the truth and there is no doubt about that whatsoever. This is absolute certainty and a person must be upon that certainty. So here, Ash-Shaykh Ubaid, Hafizahullah says, فَاشْتَرَطَ فِي صِدْقِ إِيمَانِهِمْ بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ كَوْنُهُمْ لَمْ يَرْتَابُوا أي لم يشكوا فَأَمَّا الْمُرْتَابُ فَهُوَ مِنَ الْمُنَافِقِينَ then the condition which was placed upon the truthfulness of their iman in Allah and His Messenger was that they do not have any doubts or uncertainties within that. They have absolute certainty in this religion, their iman in Allah, their iman in Tawheed, their iman in the Messenger, their iman in the revelation. They have absolute certainty in that and they do not have any doubt. That is a condition to illustrate their truthfulness in their iman. Then the shaykh says, as for those who doubt, those who have doubts and they're not even sure, the shaytan has whispered to them that much, then they are from the munafiqeen. They are from the hypocrites. Those individuals who are acting and behaving upon Islam, but inside they are doubtful. Is it really true? Is it not? They don't have any certainty. They're not upon that aqidah properly. So the shaykh says they are from the munafiqeen. That type of characteristic is very dangerous therefore. So a person must be upon certainty. Similarly we have the hadith in Sahih Muslim. Uh, from Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu qal. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Wa anni Rasulullah. لا يلقى الله بهما عبد غير شاك فيهما إلا دخل الجنة. That this statement, I bear testification that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah, and that I am the messenger of Allah, i.e. the Prophet Muhammad Then any slave or servant of Allah who meets Allah upon that testification. Upon that testification of La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah, any servant or slave who meets Allah upon that testification, and he is certain upon it, without any doubts in it, he doesn't have any doubts in it, he is certain upon the reality of this religion, certain upon the reality of this tawheed, then that individual will enter paradise. A person who dies upon certainty, with regards to the testification of Tawheed to Allah and worship to Allah and the authenticity of the Sunnah and the revelation in this religion. In another narration of the same hadith, it mentions, لا يلقى الله بهما عبد غير شاك فيهما فيحجب عن الجنة That it is not possible any slave or servant of Allah who meets Allah without having any doubts in that shahada, that he would ever be covered from paradise, he would ever be blocked from paradise. So any slave or servant who dies, without any doubts within that shahada, then that person will not be covered or blocked from paradise. وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أيضا, similarly in another hadith, 
of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. And as it's known, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrated many a hadith, 5,000 and more. And he was from the greatest of the companions in narrations. Most narrations from any companion by Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. So in this narration as well now, he says, as part of a lengthy hadith, مَنْ لَقِيتَ مِنْ وَرَاءَ أو مِنْ وَرَاءِ هَذَا الْحَائِقِ يَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ مُسْتَيْقِنًا بِهَا قَلْبُهُ فَبَشِّرْهُ بِالْجَنَّةِ Again, the same meaning to the previous narrations, that whomsoever, whomsoever you meet from behind of this wall, testifying, that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah, and his heart is absolutely certain upon that, then give him glad tidings of paradise. What's the English they give there? Uh, Whomever you meet behind this wall, testifying that yeah. there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, his heart certain of it, give him the glad tidings of Allah. Mm. Well, it's the same thing, that's it. Whoever you meet behind this wall, who testifies to that the to the fact that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah, and his heart is certain upon that without any doubts, then give him the glad tidings of paradise. Similarly, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the ayah, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Indeed the believers are those who believe in Allah and His Messenger. At the beginning of the ayah it says, إِنَّمَا this is, as it's known in Arabic, adatu hasr. It indicates restriction. Innama indicates restriction. Meaning, ithbatul hukum fil madhkur wa nafihu amma siwa. It affirms the ruling of that which is mentioned and negates it from other than that. So what is the ruling that is mentioned which this is affirming? And what are the other factors outside of that which are being negated? أَنَّ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْإِيمَانِ الْحَقِّ ظَاهِرًا وَبَاطِنًا مَنْ آمِنَ بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ قَوْلًا وَفِعْلًا وَاعْتِقَادًا غَيْرَ شَاكٍ فِي ذَلِكَ وَلَا مُرْتَابٍ وَجَاهِدَ بِمَالِهِ وَنَفْسِهِ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَلِهَذَا قَالْ أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الصَّادِقُونَ Indicating that the believers are those restricted within this characteristic. They are those who have iman in Allah and His Messenger upon certainty without doubt. They are the believers truthfully. The ones who have their iman with certainty. Not those individuals who wallow around in doubts and they waver around in these doubts, not having certainty in their hearts, having this distance between themselves and Allah because they are not worshipping, because they are not seeking knowledge and so their iman doesn't increase. As the scholars say that the best of the ways to increase your iman is through seeking knowledge. Because the more knowledge you seek, then the more obedience you will want to do. And the more obedience you do, the more your iman will increase. As for an individual who doesn't engage in seeking knowledge, he doesn't engage in using his time in the worship of Allah, then that individual will struggle to increase his iman. That's why Allah said, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهِ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ the ones who truly fear Allah are the scholars because of that. They are the ones who believe and have iman upon truthfulness and certainty and with knowledge. 
and they do not have any doubts upon that. So this is affirming that the believers are those who are upon certainty, not the ones who are doubtful here and there thinking hopefully we're right, hopefully we will go to paradise and this tawheed is the right thing to do. That is incorrect. As Sheikh Abayd said, that is like the munafiqeen. But you are upon certainty. You should be upon certainty about the speech of Allah, about the sunnah of the Prophet That's why Allah said at the end, that the individuals who are upon these characteristics, they are the ones who are the truthful ones. They are in reality the truthful ones. But the point of the ayah is that Allah said, ثُمَّ لَمْ يَرْتَابُوا That when they have this iman, they don't have any doubt. So this is why the author mentioned this ayah here, to indicate that it is a proof clearly that they do not have any doubts in their hearts after they have that iman and certainty. And that is what makes them within this characteristic of being the true believers. After that, the Shaykh mentions, Shaykh Ubaid, Hafizahullah, وَيَدُلُّ لِذَلِكَ مِنَ السُنَّةِ مَا رَوَاهُ الشَّيْخَانِ عَنَ بِي جَمْرَ قَالْ كُنْتُ تَرْجِمُ بَيْنَ يَدِي ابْنِ عَبَّاسِ وَبَيْنَ النَّاسِ فَأَتَتْهُمْ رَأَةٌ تَسْأَلُهُ عَنْ نَبِيذِ الْجَرِّ He says that Al-Bukhari, a Muslim narrated from the hadith of Abi Jamra, he said that I was translating for Ibn Abbas and some people. So a woman came to ask him about a certain type of wine. What's mentioned there? A certain type of wine. فقال, so he said, إِنَّ وَفْدَ عَبْدِ الْقَيْسِ أَتَوْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ سَلَّمْ فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ سَلَّمْ مَنِ الْوَفْدِ أَوْ مَنِ الْقَوْمِ So he said that a group of people, a delegation of people, they came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, Who are you? Who are these people? قالوا ربيعة They said ربيعة قال مرحبا بالقوم أو بالوفد He said welcome to the to you people welcome to you greetings to you غير خزايان غير خزايا ولا نداما without any regret or sorrow welcome to you without any regret or sorrow قال then he said فقالوا then they said this group of people who had come to the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, Inna na'tika min shakkatin ba'eeda wa inna baynana wa baynaka hadha al-hay min kuffari madar. They said, we have come to you from a far place. And between us and between you is this area of the disbelievers of madar. Wa inna la nastati'u an na'tika illa fi shahri al-haram. And we are not able to come to you except in the months of the sacred months. فَمُرْنَ بِأَمْرٍ فَصْلٍ نُخْبِرُ بِهِ مَنْ وَرَاءَنَا نَدْخُلُ بِهِ الْجَنَّةِ So command us with a decisive speech. Command us with something decisive that we can then tell those others afterwards and in order that we may enter paradise via that. So basically the point of the narration being so far that this group of people came to the Prophet ﷺ and they said we can't come often so tell us, tell us a decisive advice, something that is precise and will enter us into paradise.
So the Prophet ﷺ commanded them with four things. And he forbade them from four things. He commanded them firstly to have Iman in Allah alone. Tawheed. And he said, هَلْ تَدْرُونَ مَا الْإِيمَانُ بِاللَّهِ He said to them, do you know what Iman is in Allah? قَالُوا اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَعْلَمُ They said, Allah and His Messenger know best. Because whilst the Prophet ﷺ was alive, that's what they would say, Allah and His Messenger know best. But after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, and the end of the revelation, then we now just say, Allahu A'lam. So they said, Allahu wa Rasuluhu A'lam, Allah and His Messenger know best. قال, then he said to them, شَهَادَةُ وَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهُ وَإِقَامُ الصَّلَاةُ وَإِيْتَاءُ الزَّكَاءُ وَصَوْمُ رَمَضَانُ وَأَنْ تُؤَدُّوا خُمْصًا مِنَ الْغَنَمِ الحديث He said to them that it is to testify that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and to establish the prayer and to give the zakat and to fast the Ramadan and to give a fifth from the booty, the war booty. And then the remainder of the hadith continues, but the point of it being, الشاهد منه تفسير النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الإيمان بأعمال الإسلام الظاهرة. The point of the hadith being, that it explains Iman to be inclusive of the apparent actions within Islam. These actions and these various acts of Islam, of giving the zakat and praying the prayer and fasting the Ramadan, all of these acts are within the fold of Iman, within the actions of Iman. Then there was the hadith which was mentioned. And that is a hadith which is in Sahih Muslim. That was the narration that was mentioned uh, within the text that whoever meets Allah without any doubt in the shahada, he will enter paradise. This narration is the narration of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu also, where he says, masir, That we were with the Prophet on a journey. Then the provisions, they run out. قَالْ حَتَّى هُمْ هَمَّ بِنَحْرِ بَعْضِ حَمَائِلِهِمْ Until they almost had no choice and they were thinking of slaughtering some of their riding animals. فَقَالَ عُمَرَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ لَوْ جَمَعَتَ مَا بَقِيَ مِنْ أَزْوَادِ الْقَوْمِ Then Umar anhu said to the Prophet Maybe you should gather together what bits and bobs they have left. Whatever few little pieces of food and provisions they have gathered them together. فَدَعَوْتُ اللَّهَ عَلَيْهَا And then make dua to Allah regarding that. قَالْ فَفَعَلَ So the Prophet did that. فَجَاءَ ذُو الْبُرِّ بِبُرِّ وَذُو التَّمْرِ بِتَمْرِ So all of them, they came with what they had. With whatever small parts they had left. Some of them had wheat, some of them had dates. They came with what they had and they put it together. قَالَ مُجَاهِدْ وَذُو النَّوَاتِ بِالنَّوَاتِ even the people with the date seeds, they came with the date seeds. قُلْتُ وَمَا كَانُوا يَسْنَعُونَ بِالنَّوَى قَالْ كَانُوا يَمُصُّونَهُ يَشْرَبُونَ عَلَيْهِ الْمَاءِ He said, what did they used to do with the date seeds? He said, they used to chew them to get the flavor and the taste out of them. And they used to drink the water with them. 
قال فدعا عليها حتى ملأ القوم أزودتهم So then when they gathered that those small bits and bobs of food that they had left then the Prophet ﷺ made dua and it became sufficient for all of the people it filled enough for everyone So here in that hadith it mentions أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأني رسول الله that whoever bears testification that I am the messenger of Allah, uh, that uh, no one has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah, and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, then the meaning of that is what? The shahada, when you say I testify, it means to acknowledge and to announce, to announce and to acknowledge something. So whoever testifies, i.e. they are acknowledging this, and they are affirming this, and the point of it is that a person acknowledges and affirms that all of the worship is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And that the messenger of Allah, he was sent with that message, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. A person acknowledges and affirms that with certainty. Then if a person does that, لا يلقى الله بهما عبد A person would not meet Allah on the day of judgment, except that if he was upon that state, of believing in the oneness of Allah and the tawheed of Allah without any doubt, without any uh, suspicion or doubt or second thoughts or uncertainty, then that individual will not be prevented from paradise. He will not be blocked from paradise. And in the other narration, he will enter paradise. So it says here now, Al-Amr Al-Awwal, there are two points to be mentioned here about not being blocked from paradise. What does he mean? He will not be blocked or covered from paradise. Al-amr al-awwal anna al-hajb an al-jannah naw'an. This blockade from paradise is two types. The blockade, being stopped from going to paradise is two types. Hajmun da'imun wa hadha fi haqqi al-kuffar wa huwa al-manfi amman laqiya Allah ala tawheed. One type of blockade from paradise, being stopped from going to paradise, is an eternal blockade. It's an eternal blockade, a continuous blockade, meaning you will never be able to get past that and go to paradise. And that is for the kuffar. The disbelievers will be those who have the eternal blockade, and they will never be able to enter paradise. As for the people of Tawheed, then this type of blockade doesn't exist for them. They will not have an eternal blockade in front of them. But then there is a second type of blockade, a second type of stoppage that may occur to the people of Tawheed. وَهُوَ حَجْبٌ مُؤَقَّتْ A temporary blockage, a temporary stoppage. وَهَذَا قَدْ يُسِيبُ بَعْضَ الْمُوحِدِينَ لِاقْتِرَافِهِمْ الْكَبَائِرِ كَمَا دَلَّتْ عَلِيهِ الْأَحَادِيثَ الْمُتَوَاتِرَةِ فِي الشَّفَاعَةِ And this might occur to some of the people of Tawheed. That they might temporarily be stopped from going to paradise. They may go to hell. It's possible. Why? Because they may have committed other major sins. Not shirk, but other major sins and other types of wrongdoing. They may have done that even though they were upon tawheed. So as a consequence, they may temporarily be stopped from paradise and they may have to go to hellfire to be punished, to be purified. Then after that, they enter into paradise eventually because that stoppage will not be permanent. It will be temporary due to some of their major sins and other types of sins and disobedience. So the people of Tawheed is possible. On that day they are under the command of Allah. So they may be 
prevented from entering paradise initially due to some sins, so they may be punished and purified, and then afterwards they exit from the fire and they go to the paradise. As it's mentioned in the various ahadith of shafa'ah, of the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ, and the intercession of the other angels and people and children on that day, to remove the people into paradise, from the hellfire into paradise. The other affair that should be noted here is أن الحجب المنفي في هذا الحديث ليس على إطلاقه بل مقيد بالقيود الثقال من العلم بمعنى لا إله إلا الله والعمل بمقتضاها وستعرف مزيدا من البسط عند كلامنا على حديث عتبان في شرط الإخلاص The Sheikh says you should also make note that this hadith when it says the person who testifies that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah and he testifies that the Messenger of Allah is the truth, that is the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon his Messenger, the revelation. He testifies to all of that testification of faith, of tawheed. It's not just to say it that will enter you into paradise and you will not be given that blockade. You will go to paradise. It's not just like that. But the meaning of it is that there are other restrictions attached to it. And that is having knowledge as we've already said. Having understanding of what the La ilaha illallah means properly. Having understanding of what Muhammadun Rasulullah means properly. Having understanding and knowledge of the affairs of the testification is a part of that meaning of this hadith. And acting upon it. Not just somebody who knows it and says it, but the meaning of the hadith is restricted with these types of things to be acting upon it also. To have knowledge of it and to act upon it. All of those things are needed. And that's what the meaning of the hadith is. That the one who does all of those things will not be blocked from paradise. That's the meaning to have knowledge and to act upon it. And to be upon understanding with regards to la ilaha illallah. And the shaykh says we will understand that further from this hadith of Abi Huraira radiallahu anhu. Qultu huwa inda muslimin. It is with... Or it is narrated by Sahih Muslim in Muslim, and the wording of it is: "Kunna qoodan hawla Rasulillahi sallallahu alaihi wasallam ma'ana Abu Bakr wa Umar fi nafarin that we were sitting with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam around the Prophet sallam, and with us was Abu Bakr and Umar radiyallahu anhuma fi nafarin in a group of other people were with us too. فقام رسول الله sallam so the Prophet sallam got up min bayni adhurina from amongst us. فَأَبْطَأَ عَلَيْنَا وَخَشِينَ أَنْ يَقْتَطِعَ دُونَنَا So he started to come towards us and we feared he may stop before he gets to us. He might not make it to us. وَفَزِعْنَا So we became shocked at that, we were worried with that. فَقُمْنَا So we got up. فَكُنْتُ أَوَّلُ مَنْ فَزِعَ فَخَرَجْتُ أَبْتَغِي رَسُولَ سَسَلَّمُ So I was the first of the people who uh, went to seek the Prophet ﷺ to find him. حَتَّى أَتَيْتُ حَائِطًا Until I came to a wall لِلْأَنصَار Who belonged to the Ansar بَنِي النَّجَّار فَدُرْتُ بِهِ هَلْ أَجِدُ لَهُ So I walked around it, will I find the Prophet ﷺ هَلْ أَجِدْ لَهُ بَابًا فَلَا مَجِدْ That he was looking for a door to get in and he couldn't find any. فَإِذَا رَبِيعٌ يَدْخُلُ فِي جَوْفِ حَائِطٍ مِنْ بِئْرِ خَارِجِهِ So then Rabi' he entered into it 
from a well from the outside of it. Is that how it's mentioned there? How is it mentioned? A small river. 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 So there was a small river going in through it. The wording of the hadith mentions bi'r. Bi'r referring to here apparently a river. That there was a small river going through it from one section. And it mentions here al-rabi'r is uh, like a spring, a spring of water that was going through it. Then, يَحْتَفِزُ الثَّعْلَبْ فَاحْتَفَزَتْ كَمَا يَحْتَفِزُ الثَّعْلَبْ فَدَخَلْتُ عَلَى رَسُولَ So then I came upon the Prophet فَقَالْ Abu Huraira, so he said, is that Abu Huraira? فَقُلْتُ نَعَمْ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ He said, yes, O Messenger of Allah. He said then, the Prophet ﷺ, مَا شَأْنُكَ What is your affair? What are you doing? قُلْتُ كُنْتَ بَيْنَ أَظْهُرِنَا He said, Abu Huraira, that you were sitting amongst us. Then you got up and you walked away. فَأَبْطَأْتَ عَلَيْنَا How does it mention it there? So you were with us and you arose and you went and then you were late in coming back. So we were fearful that you might not come back. You might not make it back. So we were fearful of that. So I came up and I searched around this wall. So I was going around it like a snake would go around it. How is it mentioned there? Like a fox. How a fox would go around this wall, I was looking around to find uh, how to find a, a, an entrance. And these people, they were behind me. So he said, Oh Abu Huraira. And he gave me his shoes. And this is the point of the hadith where we arrived. That then the Prophet ﷺ gave him his shoes and he said, Whoever, go now and whoever you find behind this wall testifying that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah, certainty, his heart is upon certainty with that, then give him the glad tidings of paradise. فَذَكَرَ الْحَدِيثِ So he mentioned the hadith, وَفِيهِ أَنَّ عُمَرَ قَالَ and within it, it is mentioned that Umar radiallahu anhu said, Ya Rasulullah, bi'abi anta wa ummi, ab'ithta, ab'athta Aba Huraira bin alayka min laqiyallaha, yashadu an la ilaha illallah mustaykanan biha qalbuhu bashirhu bil jannah. Umar radiallahu anhu asked the Prophet did you send Abu Huraira with your shoes, saying to him that whoever testifies that there is no deity worthy of worship in truth, and that the Prophet Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, and he is certain upon that in his heart that he will enter paradise? So the Prophet said, Naam, yes. قال, فَلَا تَفْعَلْ فَإِنِّي أَخْشَى أَنْ يَتَّكِلَ النَّاسِ Then he said, but don't disseminate that to all of the people. Because I fear that the people, they might become lazy upon that. They might become dependent upon that. They might start to rely upon that. فَخَلِّهِمْ يَعْمَلُونَ So leave them doing their actions, allow them to continue upon their actions, and, or, he, or rather, the, uh, he said, that leave them to continue upon their actions, because if you were to, if you did go and disseminate to, the, uh, to all of them these glad tidings, then some of them, 
they may become dependent upon that. That as long as I say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, that's it, I'm safe, I'm in paradise. In accordance to this hadith. So then it was said, some of the people, they might become dependent and reliant upon that. فَبَشِّرْهُ يُقَالْ أَبْشَرْتُ الرَّجُلَ وَبَشَّرْتُهُ وَأَخْبَرْتُهُ بِصَارٍ Meaning that to give glad tidings to someone. بَشِّرْهُ I gave somebody glad tidings, I informed him of something uh, uh, nice and good to hear. So here the hadith says, give them glad tidings of that. Because when the glad tidings come, إِذَا سُرْتَ إِنْتَشَرَ الدَّمْ فِيهَا إِنْتِشَارَ الْمَاءِ فِي الشَّجَرِ When a person is happy, then the blood flows through his body like the water flows through a tree from happiness. وَالْمَعْنَى أَنَّ رَسُولَ سَلَّمْ أَمَرَ أَبَا هُرَيْرَ أَنْ يَعْلِمَ كُلَّ مُسْلِمٍ لَقِيَهُ بِأَنَّهُ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ So the command of the Prophet was therefore to illustrate that every believer who is upon Tawheed, every Muslim, then he will be in paradise. Even though like we said that blockade could mean that temporarily the person is in hellfire first for some sins. But the condition is مُسْتَيْقِنًا بِهَا قَلْبُهُ As it says, that he is certain upon that, he has absolute certainty. He doesn't have doubts. So here the benefits of all of this are وُجُوبُ الْإِيمَانِ بِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَا فِيهِ مِنْ حِسَابِ وَجَزَاءِ To have iman in the day of judgment and that which occurs from accountability and recompense. To have iman in that with certainty and the resurrection and the accountability. Also, فَضْلُ التَّوْحِيدِ وَأَنَّهُ سَبَبٌ فِي دَخُولِ الْجَنَّةِ لِمَنْ مَاتَ عَلَيْهِ مُوْقِنًا بِهِ The virtues of tawheed and how it causes a person to enter paradise for the one who dies upon it with certainty in it. Also, أَنَّ الْعِبْرَ فِي قَبُولِ الشُّورَ بِالْإِصَابَةِ وَإِنْ كَانَتْ مِنْ وَاحِدِ وَأَنَّهُ لَا عِبْرَ بِجَمْعِ الْأَصْوَاتِ Also that the position or the correct uh, position you may take on something, it is dependent on the accuracy of the statement not by the numbers of people saying it. It's not about the numbers of people, but it's about the accuracy of the statement. How did they mention it there? The benefits. Even if it is from one person. Even if it is from one person, if it is accurate, then it is accepted. Rabi'an anna dar al-mafasid muqaddamun ala jalb al-masalih ومرد ذلك إلى شرع لا إلى مجرد العقل وشواهد ذلك من النصوص تفوق الحصر ولا يتسع المجال لذكرها في هذا الموضع. Also, it mentions that one of the principles that we actually also discussed in Kun Salafiyan al-Jadda, the principle that removing the harms take precedence over bringing the goods, bringing the benefits. If there's a benefit there to be had, but by taking that benefit, you're going to bring about some harms, then there's a problem. But if you have a situation now, where you could either remove some harms, or you could bring some benefits, then that situation, you remove the harms, even if it means at the expense of not being able to get that benefit. Remove the harms first. And that was like the uh, example of the Prophet ﷺ not destroying the Kaaba to build it on its original foundations. Because then that harm would have come about. The harm would have come about of the people thinking that this is strange and how is the house of Allah being destroyed and built again, etc. So that was stopped. And the benefit of having the Kaaba built upon its original foundations did not occur then. So that is a principle and the Shaykh mentions that it's not possible to go into details of all of that now. 
But that is a principle that you should bear in mind also, that removing the harms take precedence over bringing about the benefits. So we'll conclude upon that point, and that is the end of the second principle, which is having certainty within this tawheed, having certainty upon the shahada, not having any doubts, not thinking maybe we are right, maybe we are not, we will see on the day of judgment if tawheed and Islam was right or not. That's incorrect. Anybody who gets those types of thoughts, you block them, seek refuge in Allah, say, A'udhu billahi min shaytanir rajeem, and leave those thoughts aside, and do not give any time to those thoughts. Do not give any time to those thoughts. When they come, seek refuge in Allah, say, A'udhu billahi min shaytanir rajeem, and leave them. The third aspect which we'll begin with next time is the issue of sincerity. That a part of the conditions of La ilaha illallah are this sincerity that is required for a person to be truly upon La ilaha illallah. So that we will start with next time, insha'Allah ta'ala, next week on Sunday.